Howdy, hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Fat Love Talk. Today on the show, we're still covering that juicy, delicious E3 content they are feeding us in Los Angeles. I am so excited for this week, guys. We just put out the Microsoft and Bethesda conference conversation, and it was a banger of an episode to talk about all of the stuff they talked about in that conference. Both of those conferences were good, very great. We got Doom, we got a bunch of other games. Minecraft Dungeons, a low-key coming from left field title announcement that I I didn't know I wanted, but (laughs) now I know I do. Very excited, guys. We're going to be talking about, um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the PC gaming show, which I'll get into here actually in a second. And then after that, we will talk about Ubisoft, the developer that is, is really on my radar, really on my radar. They like to collaborate with Nintendo, which makes me happy. They have Ghost Recon, they have Rainbow Six, they have a lot of titles under their belts that I wanna get into. But uh, real quick before that, guys, I wanna talk about the PC gaming show very, very briefly. See, I wasn't too interested in this conference, so I didn't watch the entire conference, mostly because I was asleep when it started, and I watched the second half when I woke up. I do want to note that a few titles that were announced are cross-platform, that being Zombie Army 4, Dead War, which is a direct uh, sequel to Zombie Army Trilogy, which you may or may not have on console. It's coming out to PlayStation, Xbox One, the Epic Games Store. Very excited about that one. I did enjoy Zombie Army Trilogy, and I need to go back and actually play more of that one when I get the time. And then another title I saw was Remnant from the Ashes, which got a release date coming August 20th, 2019. Now, I won't be buying this day one, but it did look very interesting, so I want to mention that. It comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam. It's going to be a great title, and uh, definitely go check that one out. Now, before we jump into the big one with Ubisoft, I do want to say during the conferences, Code Vein got a trailer on the PlayStation YouTube channel that gave a release date of September 27th, 2019. So if you're interested in Code Vein, they do have gameplay out there now you can find. They have a new trailer you can watch. And the announcement of the release date was put out during E3, September 27th, 2019, coming to all consoles. Very, very excited about that one. But that being said, guys, I am trying something new. I have used my phone's voice recorder app and made a little something for you regarding the uh, predictions going into Ubisoft. So real quick, let me give the intro, give that uh, spectation or my speculation, and then I'll be back with you after that, guys. Howdy, hello, friends, and welcome to um, the fun little experiment, I would call it. Uh, I'm going to be using this external voice recording software on my phone um, to inform you of my predictions coming up on this episode of Fat Love Talk. We're going to have a big E3 episode. I gave you the previous episode with Microsoft and Bethesda. Um, I'm going to be talking about that. I'm talking about Ubisoft, talking about Square Enix, talking about Nintendo, and so forth. I might even mention that PC gaming show that's going on this week. Uh, I just want to let you know before the episode begins that I will be breaking off into these segments where I record in real time so that I can put my predictions into the episode you're listening to now before I know what happens so you can hear in real time my predictions followed by what actually happened. Very excited. I'm always going to be trying new things with this podcast and making it bigger and better and the best experience possible. And last year I had two, like almost two and a half hour episodes that were kind of a lot to digest as I've mentioned previously. So I'm going to try to break that down and give you the best bite-sized content, but we're going to see again if I can maybe reduce that because the homie Red Riot 115, my friend Tyler, is is not going to be in this E3 episode this year. Um, So it shouldn't be as long, but we're going to kind of see where it takes us and see what happens. And if that is the case, these will be broken up into smaller bite-sized episodes. But if things work out and it works, they might be a little bit longer, which is a fun little bonus for everybody listening to Fat Love Talk. So that being said, guys, thank you so much 
and uh, enjoy the E3 podcast I have here for you. Take care, guys. Let's go back to me so I can talk to you in real time. Well, real time as far as recording this goes. (laughs) You gotta love audio. Howdy, hello, and welcome to my Ubisoft predictions for E3 2019. I hope that I'm not being too repetitive in this episode by giving you a real-time, before-the-press-conference predictions and to what I post with my after-the-showcase on the Anchor app. Since I am not recording this on the Anchor app, I'm recording this on external software. That out of the way, I wanted to say Ubisoft's coming up in real-time half hour from now. I'm very excited, so I wanted to get my predictions out there before I see what actually is shown. Now, let's go ahead and get the obvious out of the way. Just Dance will probably be there, what, 2019, 2020? I don't even know what we're on at this point. Uh, But it's like the 30th billionth game in the franchise. All the music in the previous 10 games, probably, are still relevant enough to be great dancing jams. But they're always some of the best in the showcase. I absolutely love when Ubisoft does their Just Dance kind of dance showcase to open the show or whatever it is. Whenever they do that, it is always so dope. And I'm really excited to see what they do this year. I don't play Just Dance. I'm not a fan of Just Dance. I will not play Just Dance in any capacity. I've played it once and... It was awful. Not because the game was bad, just because I couldn't understand the game. And a gamer like myself, I have to be able to pick up the game easily in order to enjoy it. If there's like an intense level of curve into the game, it's gonna it's gonna pull me out of the the realm of that world and keep me from playing it. And there's not really a, a realm or a world for just dance. It's basically hold the damn controller and follow the movements on screen and do the dances they're doing, but it's weird because you have to mirror it, and it's just, I don't know, I apologize, that's just me, if you love Just Dance, you do you, but I will talk about something that they have confirmed, and that's Watch Dogs getting a third entry in the uh, series, I guess, of games that they're doing, I don't know if it's a trilogy or a series of games they're doing, if I were them, I would just kind of milk the franchise, because it is really good, I own Birth, I own both, I apologize, Watch Dogs 1 and 2, and they were both pretty phenomenal, not going to lie. I really enjoyed um, the first one. I haven't played all the way through the second one, and I'm hoping that the third one is just as good. Uh, Supposedly, it takes place in London. It's more in the future. Pretty exciting, in my opinion, Um, but we're going to definitely see more of that. Now, getting more into the unknown... Beyond Good and Evil 2 may make an appearance. I don't think that's going to be a 2019 release. That, I'm thinking, is 2020 in the fall. Which, if they announce that, fabulous. Okay, I never played the first one, but I will probably pick up the second one if it looks good, if I have the funds, depending on how that plays out this time next year. But I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be doing with that title, but I do think it will make an appearance on the show floor during the Ubisoft conference. I think the Division 2 will make an appearance just because it's a new game for them and a lot of people still haven't bought it, but a lot of fans did. And I really personally enjoyed the beta, but I can't get through my Platinum run on the first one, which is a little frustrating and and hindering me wanting to purchase the second one. So that being said, I think the Division 2 will talk about DLC expansion content and how the game is working, the roadmap going forward. Um, I also think Ghost Recon will make an appearance because they just announced Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I believe, I uh, forget the famous actor who's in the advertisement for that game. I believe he will make an appearance and he will be on stage and he will talk about the game and say how fun it is, how great it is. You should buy this game, play it with your pals and have a good time. I think that um, Assassin's Creed will make an appearance. I think Assassin's Creed is definitely going to be on the list of things that they show. Now, Here's where my predictions become a little bit maybe off the rails. I think they're going to discuss absolutely nothing regarding Assassin's Creed with the new game that's supposedly taking place in, um, what was it? It wasn't Rome. Um, I forget the location. It's supposed to be called Ragnarok. 
Um, it's supposed to be their next game. I'm assuming the next Assassin's Creed title will be on next generation consoles. I don't think we'll see another Assassin's Creed title on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One unless they market them for both generation consoles. Which, I mean, they could definitely do that, but I just don't think they're going to put forth the resources to do that when they want to bring people to the next generation, hype them up and say, get this new console, buy this new game. Ubisoft always does something great in the sense that their games are very straightforward in terms of what you're doing in that game. Now, Ghost Recon, Assassin's Creed, maybe not so much there because they're open world, they're brilliant, but games like Trials Fusion or Trials Rising more recently, or Just Dance, or the new Mario Rabbids game that came out for Nintendo Switch from Ubisoft, which was a collaboration with Nintendo and Ubisoft regarding the Rabbids and Mario franchises, I think those games were very easy to pick up and very kind of enjoyable experiences, whereas they also have the games for the hardcore gamers who want something more. And Starlink, I never played that, but that could be on that list as well. They might have new content for Starlink, for all I know. That's not really one of my speculations. I don't think that's going to make an appearance at all, which I guess in and of itself makes it a speculation, but I digress. I think the last thing I want to say real quick uh, regarding this is that I think that Splinter Cell is getting a new entry. We're going to see into the showcase, the final thing they show is a black screen, and then you're going to see in like the night vision goggles come over, and everything's going to be lit up in, in that like greenish hue, and they're going to be like... And it's going to be like, no, 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 even better. They're going to have the main uh, protagonist talk, say like a one-liner or two-liner of, of context, and then it's going to fade away and have the Splinter Cell logo pop up and just say like 2021 or something along those lines. And it's going to be mind-boggling and crazy. And I'm very excited about that because the last Splinter Cell I played was Blacklist and it was a phenomenal game. I really, really want to play that again. If I do end up getting a last generation console like the PlayStation 3, which I never had, I will be picking up that game just to experience it again and enjoy that. Because I had a lot of fun with that. I really, really did. And I'm really excited to see what they do next in that franchise. But I, I don't know if Tom Clancy is going to have a Ghost Recon and a Splinter Cell kind of coexisting in the same um, year. You know, like t 2020. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It just kind of depends on what Ubisoft is doing and their direction with the company and what games that they're making. As far as new IPs go... There's a possibility of that. Any guesses on my end? Absolutely not. I have zero idea what they're going to be doing as far as that that's concerned. But I did want to get my predictions out there. Um, I do want to say my final prediction for this segment before I throw you back to uh, Anchor Abzac <laughs> is going to be, I think Nintendo, like Doug Bowser specifically, or maybe one of the other Nintendo uh, representatives, is going to show up on stage and literally announce a new crossover IP with Nintendo and Ubisoft, and they're going to be collaborating on a new game that will surprise everybody spring 2020. <sighs> Mind blown. Like, that's going to be it, man. When they announced uh, Starlink had Nintendo properties exclusive to their version, when they announced that Rabbids and Mario were actually going to coexist in a turn-based strategy game. Holy crap, guys. That blew away the whole world. All right, well, maybe not the whole world, but it blew me away. And I was like, yes, bought that day one, had a great time, beat the game, took a screenshot, shared that on Twitter. You can follow my Twitter, at FatLove145, but I digress. I'm so excited to see Nintendo and Ubisoft collaborate again, so much so that that's my outlandish, maybe not outlandish, desire and speculation moving into this Ubisoft conference coming up here in real time, 29 minutes. I'm very excited, guys. I'm going to go ahead and end it there. I'm going to throw you back to post-show Zach, where we will discuss what has happened 
and see how correct or incorrect I was. All right. And we are back to talk about the Ubisoft conference. It was, oh, what's the word to say? It? Uh, very exciting. Um, some of my most hyped games for the year are from um, Ubisoft, that being, of course, <laughs> Ghost Recon. Uh, very, very excited about what they showed regarding that. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and start from the beginning, work our way through what they showed to the end of the conference. Now, let's go ahead and talk about, yes, Watch Dogs 3 has been announced officially. It is called Watch Dogs Legion. It takes place in London, and it releases March 6th, 2020. This game is coming next year, which I am very much okay with. I still haven't finished the first two games, so I need to get on that and get caught up with this game because Watch Dogs Legion looks like it's bringing a whole lot of stuff to the new one and optimizing it, making it even better, making it a really fun experience, really giving you more options and content to enjoy. And they literally spend a good chunk of their time in this conference talking about Watch Dogs. And we now know more about Watch Dogs Legion than probably any other game they talked about, excluding Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which they put a lot of emphasis on with that one coming out so soon um, this year. But very, very excited for Watch Dogs Legion. Please go check that one out if you're at all interested in the Watch Dogs franchise, if you're all interested in Ubisoft, or if you're interested in really engaging single-player experiences. The next thing they talked about was Rainbow Six Operation Phantom Sight, which drops officially on June 12th. That's going to be, gosh, what would that make it? Um, That would be, give me a second, guys, a Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I just looked it up. That would be on a Wednesday. So June 12th will be a Wednesday. Update your Rainbow Six application because we are going to be jumping in to Operation Phantom Sight. And boy, howdy, I'm ready. Not only am I ready, I am prepared. I'm already a Season 4 Pass owner. I'll get the new operators tomorrow. I'll check them out. I'll play with them. I'll enjoy them. And we're going to have a dandy old time with those new map reworks they're going to be doing. Like the cafe rework and the other ones alongside that. They then moved on and they talked about Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yes, they had the, um, the actor who is portraying the leader of the wolves um, come out on stage with his dog. And uh, everybody has been blowing up Twitter about that since. But um, he came out, he talked about the game, gave a great introduction to the gameplay and all that stuff. And then said, October 4th. 2019 you can be a ghost and you can take on the wolves and if you pre-order you'll get access to an a beta which will kick off september 5th you get a whole month early access as part of the beta um well i don't know if beta counts as early access but you at least get to play the game early i don't care so much about beta access if it doesn't carry over my progression especially if ghost recon is really built for multiplayer and i'm more of a solo player outside of a couple of games we'll see what happens with ghost recon breakpoint and next up we did have tom clancy's elite squad mobile now this is going to be a kind of a tom clancy collaboration of all of their games in a mobile franchise called Elite Squad. And I say franchise loosely because I don't know if that's what it's, what it's going to be. All I know is it's a single mobile game at this time called Elite Squad. Where you can play as uh, Tom Clancy's Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell. You know, there are characters from uh, Rainbow Six. There are characters from Wildlands. And there are characters from a lot of their different Tom Clancy franchises. And if you pre-order or pre-register for access now... You'll get access to, I think, the one of the characters from the new Breakpoint Ghost Recon title. And uh, it's interesting. Everybody has their spin on a mobile game. Try to get into the market. I mean, if I had a mobile game, a fat love mobile game, 
Um, it would be um, a very interesting game, and I would definitely not make it pay to win unless people paid me, and uh, then we would see what would happen. Mobile games are exactly that, pay to win for the most part, and I'm I'm skeptical on that. That's why I don't want to get into the mobile market. I don't want to uh, buy into the mobile market, and I don't want to support the mobile market for the most part outside of those free-to-play, really fun, engaging, five, ten minutes here type of style games. That being said, guys, we got to the real meat and potatoes of the show after that announcement. What did you come for? You came for a big spectacle. You came for a grandiose performance. And you came for Just Dance 2020, dropping in November 2019 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch, Google Stadia, and the original Nintendo Wii. You heard that right. The Nintendo Wii, an old-ass console, apologies for the language, is getting Just Dance 2020. Grandma's going to buy that game for her grandbabies, and they're going to come over and jam. That's only some speculation, (laughs) but we both know, we all know, that the game is going to be on the Wii coming out in November 2019. Now, I do say the grandiose performance because it's always the highlight of the show for me. It's some grandiose big performance. The panda bear with the baton from last year leading the marching band on the stage. They're dancing, they're jamming, they're having a good time. They're kicking it, and they're they're giving you a performance you'll remember. Ten years of Just Dance now, a decade coming up, and uh, I thought this was a great performance. Last year's Just Dance Dance performance was really, really, really dope, and I really enjoyed it. This one, of course, uh, had a really good performance and a couple of good songs played, but it wasn't as lengthy as I would have hoped or wanted for a Just Dance performance on stage, but I digress. That's just my hopes and wishes Um, At least it showed up. I don't play the franchise myself personally, but I do enjoy a good uh, musical number. I love musicals, and uh, that was great for me. Moving forward, though, of course, we have, going back to Rainbow Six, there's a new three-player co-op mode entitled Quarantine coming to the game soon. They didn't give us a release date, and we don't know of an announcement outside of this to when it will come. But it's coming soon, from what I was told, and it is exciting. Uh, Three-player co-op, quarantine, there's a virus, and you gotta take on some sort of, like, virus-infected, what, aliens or something? I'm not sure exactly, but it is exciting nevertheless, and I am ready. Ready, spaghetti. Moving forward, though, we have June 13th through June 16th. You can pick up The Division 2 for free and play it. Now you can't, you have to of course buy the game to play the rest of it, but you have free to play access from June 13th through the 16th, hop on, get online, have a good time, and ex- and just explore the world. The first Division title was dope, the second one really, really fixed a lot of the issues that I had with the first one, that being the, you know, first of all, bullet sponge enemies, I just, I absolutely hated the fact that the game took place in the real world and the enemies were, were freaking bullet sponges, and you had to lay clip and clip and clip and clip of ammo into them. You still have to do a little bit of that in the second one, but it's not as bad. And with your friends, it's definitely accomplishing. I would never play this game single player, so if you want to pick up the Division 2, definitely have a squad in mind to play with, because it's less fun as a solo experience, but that's just me personally. You maybe are a solo player, and you'll have a fine time. <laughs> when they... <laughs> I apologize. When they closed with their Division 2 conversation, I talked about Year 1 expansions and, you know, the first chapter of Year 1 is going to be coming. That's why it's going free-to-play. They want you to get into it now before their, you know, Year 1 content starts rolling out. Probably low-key, they want you to buy that season pass so you can get, you know, them that money. But they then announced at the end of that uh, fun little trailer for the the final uh, Episode 3 of their first year expansion... And then the Division movie they talked about lastly and said it's confirmed. It's going to be coming out on Netflix. And I believe they said it's going to have Jake Gyllenhaal. But other than that, guys, they left the stage. And the Division movie was what they talked about. Transitioning into the next Uplay Plus. A, now, I'm going to describe this all wrong. Go look at the 
uh, video online on YouTube when they described this, explained it. I'm, my words are getting crossed right now, guys. I'm a little flustered, all right? And I'm going to do something a little bit independent for my next episode. When I talk about the Nintendo conference in the next episode, um, I want to make sure I put out there for you a list of all these subscription services out there. And if you paid for all of them, how much you'd be paying. It's just a fun little thing I'm going to do. Um, it might come on an independent episode. I'm not sure. No promises on the next episode. But I will be putting an episode out there where I will detail that. Uplay Plus, from what I remember them describing it as, is a service that you can pay for for $14.99 a month where you have access to your entire Uplay account title of games that you can stream. Did we not just talk about streaming in the last episode? And then here I go posting this. They announced this. I told you guys. I told you in my last episode how I felt about streaming games. And now Ubisoft is doubling down on that. Oh, and I haven't even gotten to the best part. Uplay is coming to Stadia in 2020. have some opinions and I'm going to share them with you. Oh, oh, yeah. Fat Love Talk about to get verbal with his opinions. I don't know what I'm saying right now. You Play Plus is a great idea. Great place to collect all your Ubisoft titles and play on the go. But how is that any different than streaming anywhere? I don't know. I really just don't know what to say. It's a great conference. I'm not even done yet. There's a couple, there's two more titles I want to talk about. But they interrupted the middle of the performance for this. You play plus $14.99 a month. There's always somebody wanting your money this month and next month and the following after that until infinity. We got Netflix, we got Hulu, we got Amazon Prime, we got Disney Plus streaming services in the future. Xbox just announced their 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 Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft is doing it now. Sony has their yearly subscription. Nintendo just announced their yearly online service costs. What's going on? Nobody nobody makes an infinite amount of money with the world growing as much as it is. How can you expect us to have all this extra cash? You want to pay us more at our jobs? Do you want to pay our bills? If you pay my rent cost and I'll pay my electric and my water and my trash and my, you know, internet and I'll buy all, you know, all my furniture myself. Thank you for the 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 offer though. I'll pay for all of that. But if you want to pay the cost of my rent, if you want to pay the cost of my my one bill, sure, with that 700, 800, however much, depends on the region you're working in, however much your apartment costs, your house costs, your mortgage costs, if you'll pay that expensive ass lump of my paycheck, again, apologies for the language, then I will gladly pay your $14.99 a month, your $10.99 a month, your $17.99 a month, I'll pay my subscription fees. I'll give you my money. But unless you do that, I got bills to pay. I got to I got to sustain where I'm living. I can't go out there willy-nilly and pay 14.99 a month. 14.99 a month. Let me just let me just pull up my calculator on my computer cuz I'm using my laptop uh, to to view this this note I made for myself. <clears throat> $14, and you might hear the clicks on my mic, times 12. Golly gosh, that's $180 a year. Now, now, now my rent, of course, is much, much more than that. My uh, cost of living is, of course, much, much more than that. And you may think to yourself, oh, fat, you know, Zach, you know, whoever you call me, whatever name you use to describe 
who I am as a person, that's not that much. It's 180 bucks a month. Pay it in bulk and get it out of the way. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That, that's a good one because you have to also factor in that you're paying for Nintendo. That's $10 a month. It's going to be $100. So now you're looking at $100. That's, oh, let's add $100 to that. Let, that's 279 now. Okay, cool. But Zach, you're fine. No, let's also include the cost of Netflix. That is $16.99 a month. That's going to be more than the 180 So let's just round up to 200 Okay, so let's add $200 to that. Now you're looking at $479 a year on three, just three, of your subscription services. That's not including the cost of Amazon Prime or Hulu. That's $500 a month or a year. That's $500 a year. I don't have this money to throw around. Now, good thing we're all canceling our HBO subscriptions after Game of Thrones because you can't afford it if you want to play Ubisoft and, and Xbox Game Pass and, and Sony Online and Nintendo Online and then watch your favorite shows. I hope you got a buddy who can pay for that service and give you their password. You like anime? Stop paying for Verb. Stop paying for Funimation. Stop paying for Crunchyroll because it's expensive. Well, I'll end it there. I'll end my ramble there. <laughs> let's just, let's get back to the regular programming, the Ubisoft conference. Okay. <sighs> After Uplay Plus was announced, coming to Stadia 2020, mind you, Roller Champions was announced. A new game where you're on rollerblades and you're going down to this you know oval shaped arena and you got to hold the ball and you got to like get to the hoop very cool pc demo out today go check it out people it's very very cool but we only got a cinematic i have yet to see gameplay hopefully we get that i'd love to see gameplay after that was announced, which by the way, that was a very, very cool trailer. I don't want to overshadow that. It, it reminds me a lot of Rocket League because Rocket League is like rocket-powered cars playing soccer. That's an obscene idea, but it's a very, very popular game, very fun, and that game is very, very relevant to this day, 2019. I'm very excited about the fact that I own it. Uh, I got it for free as part of PlayStation Plus way back when it first came out, and uh, very excited about that. Gods and Monsters was finally announced last from the people who made, or the, the guy who uh, made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Totally butchered that. Very exciting title. It reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild's art style. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, it looked fun. No gameplay officially, but we might see more later because it got an official release date and it got announced at the same time. Fep February 25th, 2020. Guys, I don't know if you've been keeping track of these conferences, but we're not even, we're only halfway through. We got two more, and boy howdy, some of these games are coming out real soon. Watch Dogs 2020, very beginning of spring. Rainbow Six got Operation Phantom coming out June 12th here in a couple days, like one day, a couple days. Ghost Recon Breakpoint coming out a couple months, October 4th. Tom Clancy's mobile game Elite Squad coming out soon. Probably very soon. Maybe spring. Just Dance 2020 coming out November. Ghost Recon, or uh, I apologize, Ghost... Rainbow Six Quarantine, I apologize, coming out very soon. The Division 2 is getting a free-to-play couple days in June. September is when the Uplay Plus coming out from Ubisoft. Roller Champions PC demo is out. Hopefully that means if a demo is out, that the game's coming soon. God Monsters, February 25th, 2020. Guys, Ubisoft had a baller lineup of games coming out very, very soon. The Division movie on Netflix, that will happen when it happens. I'm not too, you know, invested in that. The mobile game, I'm not too invested in that. But the things I am invested in have a confirmed release date 
or a coming 2019, which is literally like, what, six, seven more months, and we're done with the year. We're going into 2020. It's a new decade, guys. Can you believe it? 2020. A whole new decade of music and games and technology is about to begin. Whew, that's a whole other podcast episode on its own. Very excited about this, guys. Let's take a break, and then let's talk about the Square Enix conference. I did not, unfortunately, get any um, pre-show predictions out there. Mostly, I just wanted to see more of Final Fantasy, and I wanted to see them reveal Avengers, both of which they did. Let's go ahead and break down that conference after the quick intermission. Happening shortly after the Ubisoft conference, we got the Square Enix conference. Now, I was very excited going into this because I'd really wanted to see Final Fantasy VII Remastered that had been confirmed to be at the show. Um, more details, maybe even a release date, which would have been super baller, but also a little lofty of a thing to ask, even though they've been working on it for so many years now, it, it just seemed unlikely to get that. So I was really excited to see where Square Enix went with this conference. And I'm very, very happy to say that they did talk about Dragon, uh, that, bleh, that they did talk about, in fact, Final Fantasy VII, and they, in fact, gave us a release date. Not only that, but they talked about several things that I was interested in regarding Square Enix projects, and <clears throat> we are about to get into that now. So the first thing, let's go ahead and just start from the beginning, that they talked about was Last Remnant Remaster. This title is coming to Switch tonight. Like, it's already out. Go get it. If you want to buy it on your Switch, you can pick that up. Very exciting that they announced it for, like, right now release. After that, that's when they went into Final Fantasy VII. They gave you a little tease of Last Remnant being remastered, coming out tonight. And they are like, okay, let's go ahead and just double down on Final Fantasy VII and talk about this. And, and they did just that. So, they did show new gameplay. They showed actual, like, really full-on gameplay because they gave you a little bit of a gameplay announcement, talked about the combat system, talked about what changes they're making, what improvements they're making. And then, later on, they showed an actual boss fight with you and your, you know, your uh, friend. And I didn't play the original Final Fantasy VII, so forgive me. But it's your dude with the arm cannon, the guy who's there with you in Final Fantasy VII. This will be my first time playing it when I get it. Um, and I'm very excited about that because I've never been able to get into a lot of Final Fantasy titles. And Seven, I heard, was one of the best ones out there. And I'm very excited to see um, what it is, why everybody loves it so much, and just play it. After we got the gameplay with the boss fight, after the gameplay with the actual combat system explanations... We got a third trailer, which actually had the release date in it, which is going to be March 3rd, 2020. Very, very excited about that. Um, in my notes here, I put 3319, and I was like, wait a minute, we would have heard about this. So yeah, <laughs> March 3rd, 2020. Um, very excited. It comes out next year, quarter one. Um, I'm glad that it comes out later because I have time to, like, work towards that because big games like Cyberpunk and, and Mario Maker and, and Fire Emblem and, and, and Death Stranding and, and Borderlands and, and you get the point. I'm listing off all these big games coming out and uh, this is going to take up a lot, a lot of my time. So coming out in March, perfectly okay with that. I will have something to play next year. After they spent a good chunk of time talking about Final Fantasy, the list here isn't too long, so we're going to bust through this pretty quickly, probably. Um, the list after Final Fantasy VII is going to be Dragon Quest Builders 2, which they announced is coming out July 12th. And they did announce that for Switch, I believe, on July 12th when it comes. So very excited about that. I was doing a playthrough, if you watch my YouTube, of the first one and didn't get past the second world, so I might go back and uh, do some more of that, get some more, finish my playthrough, and do that for you guys. I did enjoy that game, I just never got around to finishing it. It's one of those things where you start playing it, something new comes out, and you totally forget about the game you were playing. 
Um, after that, we had Dragon Quest XI get announced for the Switch coming out this fall. There's no set release date, but it said this fall. So I'm assuming that means anytime between August and November it'll come out. Um, moving past that, we have a game called Circuit Superstars. <clears throat> Not much to say about this one. Comes out 2020. So we have time to see another trailer, some gameplay. We didn't see too much in this uh, reveal for that. The next game they talked about, which kind of threw me for a loop, is a game called Battalion 1944, which is on Steam now, which you can play. Um, it's basically uh, an older style cooperative shooter, you know, FPS. I, I just didn't understand what it was doing in this particular one. Side note, I didn't put this in the notes, but they showed a trailer for Dying Light 2 during their conference, which confused me because I didn't think Square Enix had any involvement in Dying Light 2, but I could be crazy, I could be wrong, and let me know if I am. I definitely want to know why that was in the show, why that was in the conference at all. Uh, moving past Battalion 1944, they showed uh, the DLC coming out in Kingdom Hearts 3 this winter. Um, I'm assuming that means sometime between November and February is when it'll drop. Um, winter could be a pretty broad topic or pretty broad area of release. Um, but generally winter is end of the year, beginning of the year. So I, I didn't finish Kingdom Hearts 3 and I do need to finish that. But they just showed a short little like three minute trailer. And that was pretty interesting for me because I was like, oh man, they're already dropping DLC. I need to get on that and finish my gameplay. I'm at the Pirates of the Caribbean world and somebody told me that it was very close to the end. So I should just... Hop back on and bust through it. After Kingdom Hearts 3 got the DLC announced, they talked about Final Fantasy XIV online, talking about their Shadowbringers update coming July 2nd, which is their online Final Fantasy title. Um, gonna be totally honest here, I have zero interest in any sort of MMO or online game in that capacity because it takes literally hundreds upon hundreds of hours to complete that game and I just I just don't want to invest that time with the amount of games I currently have on console to play now. I just can't hop on and play something like that and stay that invested into it until I can get caught up on my other games and then I can have to completely dedicate myself to that title at that point. Moving past that, apparently there's a mobile game called Final Fantasy Bravely Exodus, I want to say. Um, and they're making a new game on console called FFBE War of the Visions. It takes place in the Final Fantasy Bravely Exodius world. And it, they said in the advert or the preview trailer that these two games, the mobile game and the War of the Visions, is going to set the groundwork for that franchise. So apparently they're making an entirely new world, an entirely new uh, setup for a whole bunch of games to come out. Under and War of the Visions, I'm not gonna lie, guys, looks very, very good. Uh, they really took the time making it. The cover art looks dope. The explanation of the gameplay looks dope. The split and divided kingdoms looks really dope. And I'm excited to see what more they they do with that. The thing uh, I did like the most about it is the fact that it's 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 I believe uh, turn-based strategy. I could be wrong on that, but the gameplay that I saw was really really cool. And I really did enjoy what I saw from that that trailer. The next game they talked about, which caught me by surprise, is a game called Outriders, releasing in 2020. Now this game looks legit. The um, the graphics are hella clean, and the gameplay, though we didn't see any, I'm betting you is dope based off that cutscene. I'm very excited to see more. And hopefully we do see more before it releases 2020. It might be a ways out, though. Maybe this time next year we'll see more info. Who knows? The next title they talked about is another one that I'm very interested in after not knowing anything before going into it. It's a game called Oninaki. Um, it's O-N-I-N-A-K-I. Um, comes out August 22nd, 2019. I know very close to now, two months away. And uh, never heard of it before today. And it was very interesting to me. I loved the concept and the premise of the game, the way they described it and showed it. Um, I probably will not pick this one up day one, but I'm going to keep it on my radar if I'm ever in the, you know, looking for a new game. That one's going to be top of my list for the most part. 
Next thing I want to talk about is they did announce they're remastering Final Fantasy VIII coming out 2019 at some point. Now, it's not going to get the Final Fantasy VII remake. It's going to be remastered, not remade. So it's a remaster, not a remake. But it's still going to be very cool because a lot of people told me eight was really good. Um, I've played 15, and that's really about the extent of it. I've played a few one-off games with Final Fantasy Universe, and I'm not sure exactly what the whole premise of it is, and Sephiroth and all that. All that stuff is very confusing to me. I know who Cloud is. That's the premise of what I know. And then I know, of course, the 15 characters. They closed the show with the coolest reveal for Marvel's Avengers title that's under Square Enix. I was super, super hyped. And I set the bar pretty, like, not high, but, like, not low either. It was, it was high middle. It was, like, between middle hype and, and high expectations. And to me personally, they didn't upset me at all. I'm really happy the one big thing that's going to contradict what a lot of other people thought. I think their faces not looking like the movie cinematic universe characters was one of the reasons why I thought it was a plus. I don't want Iron Man to look like Robert Downey Jr. I don't want Bruce Banner to look like Mark Ruffalo. I, I don't want, you know, Thor to look like Chris Hemsworth. It just, it would throw it off for me. I wanted them to have their own interpretation, which is what they've done. Completely 100% original story in the universe, you know, of the Avengers. Familiar villains are going to be showing up. Familiar uh, heroes are going to be showing up. It's funny. It's 2019, and they had to flat out say that the, I think it said seven-player co-op online, was um, 100% free of loot boxes and pay-to-win and any of that, sh any of that stuff. Uh, very happy that they said that, but they shouldn't have had to say that. But so many games that get a bad rep because online features usually include, you know, microtransactions of some kind or some form. And they announced every single update coming to the game is 100% free. All the characters they add, because they have confirmed they are adding characters, and they are adding uh, more story chapters, I believe is what they said. So everything new coming to the game is going to be free. Whew, you don't know how happy I am to hear that. Very happy, if you ask me. I don't want to see any sort of dumb microtransactions ruining a really good concept for a game. I could go back on a rant to talk about, you know, Call of Duty and the franchise as a whole going from its peak to where it's at now and how I could I, I could say a few things about my opinions regarding that. But we will save that for a future podcast when I talk about Modern Warfare coming out in October, um, which I'll get to that in a different podcast. Guys, I'm very excited about what they did in the showcase. Um... They showed a little bit of gameplay footage, and by gameplay footage, I mean like a cinematic that had gameplay sprinkled in, but you couldn't always tell it was gameplay because you play as each character individually, and there's no like swapping on the fly to characters as far as I know, and it was very interesting because I watched a developer interview after the fact, and they were talking about the game, and they were talking about some of the stuff I've told you already, and it's just like, they truly care about what the fans want. And a lot of the time, developers and studios kind of get confused because it's like they see us complaining about microtransactions and they translate that as, oh, you meant you wanted more options. We'll add more to the microtransactions market and then you can have even more you can buy from us. And it's dumb because... The people who make these games put so much hard work into creating this content. And then you have to lock it behind a paywall for them to get their for them to see the the reaping of their work, you know? It's it's dumb. And it's just it's sad because games like Call of Duty do a lot of microtransactions and and some of the, the weapons or it's the weapons 
The weapons are behind paywalls. And it's random chance at that. And they don't even get any credit for that because some of the players in the community will never even hold that weapon in their hands or shoot that weapon in a match online because it's locked behind a paywall. Each individual of the thousands upon thousands of players in any sort of online community with weapons behind paywalls, that's, that's evil. That is evil. Let's say one kid, you know, gets mommy's credit card, swipes it, gets it on its third crate, third drop, whatever it was. And then hardworking somebody in their 20s, 30s, bills, uses their personal money, their extra cash, if they have that, and they have to spend it, you know, 7, 8, 9, 12, 15, 20, 50 times, and they still don't get it because it's so diluted with, you know what, I'm not going to talk about this because it's getting me heated and I don't want to, I told you I'd save it for another podcast. I'll stop. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Whew, I have a lot of opinions, though, about <laughs> the, the gaming community as far as developers go above the gaming community. The people who, who, who put stuff in the gaming community to discuss. I digress. I apologize, guys. I apologize. My big highlights were uh, Oninaki. Sorry, it's hard to pronounce that. Oninaki, Outriders, the Marvel Avengers title... Final Fantasy VII getting a remaster, or getting a release date, rather. And then um, I am going to probably get Dragon Quest Builders 2 post-launch when I finish the first one. Very excited about that. I saw him driving a car, and I was like, that's going to make exploring so much easier. So I'm going to craft a car, and I'm going to drive it around and kick butt. We're going to see what happens. Also, the War of the Visions looks really good. I might pick that one up post-launch as well. Um... And when I finish Kingdom Hearts 3, then I'll be ready for the DLC. But until that point, it's going to sit there in my uh, wish list. But very good show. I'm very proud of the show. I'm very excited about the show. And I'm hoping that we get, we get more release dates coming up soon for some of these other titles. But that's going to wrap it up for the Square Enix conference. It wasn't too long. They spent a lot of their time on Final Fantasy VII of course, and then explaining Avengers, of course, because those are the two like huge titles in the West that we really want. So, very happy with what they did with their show. And it wasn't the best show, obviously. Um, it was very, very, very good. And Square Enix had the best show up to this point. Yes. Yes, as I record this, I have seen the Nintendo show. And that episode's coming next. So, stay tuned. On Fat Love Talk, we're going to be discussing and breaking down the Nintendo digital press conference video that they did um, in the next episode. And I just wanted to get this out here for you guys regarding the Ubisoft and Square Enix conferences that came out. Very excited and uh, very hyped. A lot of good games coming in the future, guys. If you want to find me on social media, of course, you can find me on Instagram and Snapchat. At FatLove145. And uh, my Snapchat's just FatLove. So Twitter and Instagram, FatLove145. Snapchat, FatLove. P-H-A-T-L-O-V-E. I will see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. And peace.